Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our Rebels Rewatch. Good I almost job. did not totally say Clone Wars. <laughs> Absolutely not. What I is even Clone Wars? I don't even know that show anymore. What's a clone? What? That was such a long time ago. I haven't heard the name like that since we finished that show. Right? <laughs> even though Fives uh, lives in my heart forevermore. Of course. Yeah, uh, no, Rebels Rewatch. It. it Still got to get used to saying that. Mm -hmm. uh, 40 episodes of Clone Wars. I mean, you kind of just get into the trends of things. But yeah. um, we are slowly, very slowly, making our way through Rebels. Making our way downtown. Uh, we're only on technically episode three. Because mm -hmm. the pilot is technically w one long episode. Technically. So even though it, yeah, it's tech, it's, well, no, no, no. Episode, well, no, because we did Spark of Rebellion, then we did, oh, it's our episode three, but it's their episode four, because we talked about two episodes last time. This is more confusing than Twin Peaks. It's so confusing, guys, but yeah. uh, no, yes, it's our fourth episode, no, their fourth episode, our third episode. Sure. It's an episode, guys. It's an episode. Um, but nonetheless, this was another one, I think I mentioned something somewhere last week with Zeb, not last week, but last episode. Yeah. Uh, which should have been last week, but we're lazy, apparently. Um, we're not lazy, we're just busy. <laughs> Life uh, happens, man. With Zeb's whole backstory thing, um, I didn't seem to remember that being so soon. And this is another episode where, in our rewatch, it reminded me just how soon kind of yeah. certain balls got rolled. Oh yeah, the ball is rolling, and I was unsure. Yeah, it's rolling how... faster than BB-8. Because <laughs> if in the context of like the Clone Wars, it, this much stuff was not happening this early in the Clone Wars. Yeah, like this would be some sort of like mid-season sort of thing with oh, yeah. Clone Wars, whereas this is, I mean, this is early episodes. Like you're just getting mm -hmm. into this and acquainted, and all of a sudden, here's a familiar name. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. it's it's a really interesting twist to have so soon, yeah. um, and also the Inquisitor shows up. Um, who mm -hmm. you, usually you'd work through Agent Callus first, and then you'd level up. You'd get the next yeah. guy, and, but no, the you know the Inquisitor is, is pretty prominent in this episode. Mm -hmm. Nothing major happens, although. But I mean, we get a proper introduction to him, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess just in hindsight, I felt like this took place later um, than it actually did. Yeah. Um. Pretty and, heavy for early on episode. Yeah, and I'd like to, you know, reiterate, this is my first time watching Rebels. And this is, not everyone has seen Rebels. So be careful on Twitter, because I got spoiled on something. You mean we can't use the image of the zombie Jedi uh, for the profile thing? I think, no. <laughs> it's been like three years. Exactly, Come but... on. Yeah, I'm not going to say what I got spoiled on, because I don't want to spoil any anybody else if they're... Was it the was it time. the dead Jedi? No. Was it the not dead Jedi? No. Was it was Callus. was was oh really? Yeah. Dang it! Dang it! Tw Twitter, Twitter. Honestly, Listen, uh, 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 excuse me. I'm talking to Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, y'all gotta calm down, guys. Come on, we talked about this. Uh, sorry, baby. That was such a good thing later. I know. I'm sorry. And dang it! It was just a picture. And I was like, oh. What picture? 
It was Callus or Zeb with his armor on Callus, and his hair was different. And I was like, "Oh, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything." <laughs> <laughs> Ignore my earlier reaction. That doesn't mean anything. It could still happen. Uh huh. Totally, maybe. Oh, that that's that is the hard part. I mean, and we're running that risk with you know we've watched some resistance, but for by yeah. and large, we we haven't gotten the finale, um, and. You know, season two is right around the corner, but we've said that we would hold off on that in mm -hmm. order to get through Rebels. And so we're always running the risk of spoilers, yeah. um, especially the further and further we get away from things. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, short of just inundating yeah. ourselves with things and crossing timelines and whatnot, I mean, you know, yeah, and I'll you got to kind of risk it. I'll say, like, we live in a culture where spoilers are pretty much inevitable. Because, you know, we had, when the, uh, the, what's that show called? It went on for years and I can't, Game of Thrones happened. Mm -hmm. When the finale happened, people were on Twitter. Well, not even just the finale, but just every yeah. episode. Everybody, people were live tweeting it. Yeah. Like, and it's, it was no big deal. I mean, I don't know. It Like, I'm fine, I guess, if that's your environment. But mm -hmm. it's one of those things, like, you have to be conscious that, like, people can just walk into your environment. So yeah. even if everybody around you knows that's going to happen, yeah. that doesn't like, necessarily mean major spoilers. everybody. Like, I mean, it's, it's tough because, I mean, how much do we really police it? Because, yeah. you know, I mean, even we talk about things, I mean, relatively yeah. and open. At so. the end of the day, spoilers are fine if you tag them. Tag your freaking spoilers, fam. I would think something should be, something should be assumed. Like you should yeah. assume we're spoiling mm -hmm. this episode, and like minor details of yeah. episodes. Kind of, I mean, because we've seen most of season one by now. Mm -hmm. By the time we're talking about this, we've seen most of season one. So yeah. us saying things like, "Oh, this is going to happen later," so we know the payoff. Like, yeah, you you should assume in a show like this. But, um, you know, I guess in certain settings, yes, it should be. Like, if spoilers wouldn't be commonplace, you mm -hmm. should label them. Yeah. You know, like but... Like, if the episode's going on at that moment. <laughs> yeah, but, like, if it's assumable that this is yeah. an instance where clearly we would be talking about some spoilers... Yeah, which like, we are. Uh, it, you're, kind of the, you're kind of the bum bum in that situation. Yeah. You know, you're kind of the one that kind of, you know, didn't look where they were walking, basically. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, I mean, there's only so so much we can do about yeah. preventing it and there's only so much we can say about it because i mean it, it has been a yeah. few years to be fair yeah that being said spoilers going forward <laughs> right um so yeah it's episode four. i keep getting myself confused it's episode four it's episode four and um slowly but sure which is interesting slowly but surely kanan's kind of been training ezra yeah. which he kind of decided to train him i mean pretty quickly at the end of the first episode yeah so it's interesting how and i mean this episode deals with it but it's interesting how slow that's been yeah. i mean the last episode i think the i think it's the tie fighter one mm -hmm. after she sends zeb and ezra away like she actually uh hera mm -hmm. she actually fusses at kanan for not training him yet yeah. And I think we see some of the reasons why in this episode a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to ask you, what do you think is the original intentionality? Blue. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should let you finish your question. Yes, you should. <laughs> what, do, what do you think is... Green. 
<laughs> okay, okay, okay. Guess who's getting their hair pulled? Okay, for real this time. It's your I leg promise. hair. I promise. I promise. No. I do. No. I do. Okay, I'm just... Ask your question, she-beast. I'm going to take a handful no, of leg hair. No, you're not. <laughs> Stop Hope it. you fall off your chair. So, what do you think was the intentionality behind... <laughs> Stop kissing my hand. <laughs> Get it off my mouth. <laughs> what was the intentionality behind... Originally, Kanan deciding to train Ezra. Do you think it was like pure of heart? Like, oh, hey, this kid's got powers he doesn't know what to do with. I'm going to help him control that. Or do you think it was, I'm not going to say selfish, but a very intentional thing of we have to carry on the Jedi. The Jedi have died, basically. Uh, We're the only couple left, so we have to do this out of like obligation or do you think it was out of genuine like uh, I mean I guess a mix but I think more so out of obligation mm-hmm. just because I feel like not not necessarily the dutiful Jedi style like I don't think he's necessarily thinking about the big picture of the Jedi but thinking the big picture of the greater good mm-hmm. like you know yeah I I, yeah. I think it's more of a like I'm I feel like afterwards he mm-hmm. got back to his room and was like, what the heck did I just do? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's Era. one of those things where it's like you meet someone and you hit it off and they're like, hey, can I have gas money to get to my daughter's recital? Actually, can you just drive me to my daughter's recital mm-hmm. and stay with me and videotape it because I left my camera at home? And like, and you're like, mm-hmm. sure. And then you're like driving to the thing you promised to do and then you're like, uh-huh. crap <laughs> actually could you step in as my daughter's father like right that, like I, right so i mean exaggerated I need to go get cigarettes right exaggerated example but like it's one of those things where i feel like he jumped in mm-hmm. both selflessly seeing that he, he ezra needed someone mm-hmm. but also an obligation of i can't let him just go knowing he's powerful yeah and then later on realized, okay, this is more of a handful than I thought. I mean, it's like anybody that can do something feels like they can also teach that something. Yeah, no, fam. Yeah, and that's what, like, is the undertones of this episode is, like, we see maybe why he was reluctant to train Ezra, and it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with Ezra, but of course Ezra thinks it has everything to do with Ezra. Yeah. Um, but really it's just Caden, and he's not confident. And I think he realizes that, like, I, I know this stuff, but I don't necessarily know how to teach this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's surprising how different it is. Like, when I started teaching guitar, I went through that in terms of, like, teaching guitar versus knowing guitar. There's, it's it's, it's d- different chemistry, really. Yeah. Um, and, but at the end of the day, it, you know, experience is the best teacher really like so you just have to you just have to do it like if you're if you're in a place where you have to do it and then you just have to do it Mm -hmm. um but if you're in a place that you want to do it then you just have to do it like either way it has to come down to it's no teacher is a teacher in the beginning you Mm -hmm. know like you've got to work up towards that so yeah but you to get there you have to do it and and that's kind of the journey Kanan goes through in Mm -hmm. this I mean arguably it's more about him and his struggles in this episode than Ezra, although they're dealing with the same thing. Yeah, and I wanted to mention, like, speaking of teachers and no one knows exactly what they're doing, there's a great line in the very beginning of the episode where Kanan, where 
um, Ezra is on top of the ship doing the force. It's, it's just a handstand, actually. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a reference. Obviously, yeah. To when Luke's doing the force. Well, well, it's one of those things where, like, your typical, like, novice teacher mm-hmm. will just teach what they were taught, not necessarily yeah. knowing, wait, why do I do this? Like, yeah. Because I did it. Shut up. Do yeah. it. <laughs> and the great line comes afterwards where he's like, I don't know. Nobody knows what Yoda means. Like, Well, yeah, because before that he said, like, because mm-hmm. Ezra's like, I'm trying. And he's like, do or do not. There is no try, which is a very easy thing to recite. But if you don't really know what it means. Yeah. Uh, and Ezra has a kind of good point of like, how can I? How does that work? How can I try? How can I not do without I mean, trying? It's that philosophical stuff of like, the. it's less about what it sounds like it's more about it just has to do with determination because yeah and and again that's Kanan's journey throughout this at the end of it he realizes like i've been trying to teach you i've been you know just kind of repeating what i know and all this other stuff and so i'm gonna decide to stop trying and i'm just gonna do it and you know kind of like i was saying like you just have to decide Mm -hmm. are you gonna do it or are you gonna just try and do it yeah. So it's more about determination. Yeah, because try intones a light, like a, you're kind of half budding it. Like, well, there, yeah, like there's two kinds of try. Yeah. There is that. There's the try means I don't really believe, but I'm going to do it so I, just so I can show you. I mean, it was the whole thing with Luke, yeah. you know, of like, see, it's too I big. I told you. Yeah. It, it, but Yoda's whole point in that was you decided you couldn't do it. That's mm-hmm. why you failed. You don't believe. Exactly. Um, My favorite line in Star Wars. So when Yoda says it to Luke, and this is one of those things mm-hmm. where I don't really like when they take something like that and make it like this regular thing Yoda used to say, mm-hmm. because it works more in that instance because yeah. it's meaningful of, he's not talking about trying altogether. He's not talking to everyone that ever listens to him. He's talking to Luke. And Luke, when he said, I'll give it a try, meant it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, like, there's that. But then, now there are determined tries. Like, yes, Like, there absolutely. is, um, I'm trying to think of the word for it. Like, there is a kind of optimistic, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll give it a shot. Like, yeah. the, you know, there there is some sort of optimism um, in trying. Mm-hmm. But it, it just comes down to what your root is. If mm-hmm. your root is... You know, I'm. I'll try, and and if it, it messes up, then I'll mm-hmm. try again. Like that's that. Okay, try. Yeah. But if your attitude is, I guess so. I'll try it. Like no, no, no you don't want to. Just exactly. stop. It's Just all, save me some time. It's all about intentionality. Exactly, and and so like Kanan's just been holding himself back, and and the whole point for these two characters, aside from the plot of the episode that we haven't even talked about mm-hmm. yet, but we'll get there. The, the point for these two characters is that doubt makes for a bad <clears throat> student and for a bad teacher. Yes. Because they're both struggling with doubt. That's that's the problem here. I, I, I had a thought. Uh-huh. Great failure, the teacher is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Thank you. Uh, but no, but like... I'll be here all week. Um... You know, Ezra has doubts in himself as a student, and when an opportunity comes up for someone else to enter the picture to maybe train him, that's when he's like, oh, am I not doing it right? Am I not learning fast enough? Like, it's almost that thing of, we're going to get you a special teacher. Like, 
why do I need a special teacher? Like, am, is it not working? Ooh, this is giving me flashbacks. <laughs> uh, but with Kanan's side, it's a uh, also an attitude of doubt where it's like, I can't. I I I could do this stuff when I was his age. Why is it not working? I'm saying the Yoda things. Why is it not working? Like, Ooh. you know, like. So much real life knowledge just like flooding through my body. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, you talked about, well, not in the episode yet, but like you talked about when watching this about like the parental figure side of it. And I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, really any role model, parent, teacher, mentorship is hard. (laughs) It is hard. And you go through these journeys where you think to yourself and you never tell them. Am, am I doing this right? Am I really like, cause you know, I mean, we, yeah. we work with youth a we, lot. We work with a lot of youth. And, and you're constantly going through that. You're constantly having yeah. those Canaan moments of what in the heck am I doing? Am I, am, yeah. am I bad at this? Like, yeah, that's the secret. Know. No one knows what they're doing. <laughs> right. You don't know what you're doing. The kid doesn't know what they're doing, but yeah. you don't get those questions answered until they show results i guess is the best way to put it like until you see some kind of improvement or a change that's Mm -hmm. noticeable those questions don't get answered overnight like it yeah well and (laughs) and not only that but change doesn't happen overnight no and definitely not rome wasn't built in a day i mean the big thing is like there's this whole idea of like jedi trained young because you know i mean i'm gonna say it and it sounds culty, even though we go to church. But like that's part of why there's like youth ministry. Why is... do you think we baptize babies, fam? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the Bible talks about like if you teach a kid mm-hmm. the way they should live, then they'll live well. And mm-hmm. it's the idea that if they can get it young, when they're like, I almost said susceptible, but like <laughs> kind of like when they're sponges. Well, yeah, because I mean, yeah. there's nothing blocking the path of learning a new behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, regardless of whether, you know, you believe about Jesus or Jesus, like the fact is if you can get a kid to know right from wrong young, yeah, then that's going to hold strong in their character yeah. um, as and, they grow. Yeah. And not even in a churchy biblical sense in a, you're a human being on earth. Here's how to not suck. Right. That's, well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if, if you yeah. don't believe in Jesus, it's still the same thing yeah. of teach your kids young. Like, don't wait. Like, don't be like, oh, no, they've got to be 13 and then and then we'll start teaching. Like, you know, yeah. obviously, if they can learn it young, it'll be a strong part of their character as they're older. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the Jedi in the sense of if we can, like, when they're not cloud, like, imagine a kid's brain mm-hmm. and you're telling them there's this imagination energy field that can let them do super things and help let you know help them help people and be heroes like the kid's not going to be like that's stupid no No, the kid's going to be like that's really i can be a superhero like so it's the same thing of like it's much less amusing Mm -hmm. for the jedi to teach but it's this idea of like if they can learn now to latch on to this force energy thing yeah then nothing can stand in the way so to be fair, Kanan grew up through this. Yeah. He was inundated this with this from a young age. So by the time he was Ezra's age, when if I'm not wrong, is close to when Order Sixty Six happened. Yeah. Like, of course he would be further along. It it's 
really difficult, especially Ezra's circumstances, to have this idea in your head of he should be lifting rocks by now and doing all this other, like, you know, I mean, you have to set your expectations well. Like if you're a parent or if you're mentoring or teaching anyone, you have to set set your expectations. Just because you were doing algebra at five years old doesn't mean that everyone is. You I know, still can't do algebra. <laughs> most people can't. Yeah, but, and we'll talk about that in a minute too. But yeah, it's stuff like that where it's like you've you've basically both of them were just working themselves up, and rather mm-hmm. than talking to the other and being honest, they were just kind of sitting under their rain clouds, and yeah. it let them think that I'm a bad student, I'm a bad teacher, and in reality, you know, there's n- not. What am I trying to say? There, like, there's not really. A textbook on how to be a good teacher there's no like, absolutely not. no and if anything even the like self-help books of how to be a good teacher how to be a good leader like there's someone else just trying to lead you but mm-hmm. all you have to do you you take that and form it to yourself because no two people are the same like, yeah you know like it i guess that's my big mm-hmm. preachy thing on like self-confidence is just like don't don't doubt yourself because you're not where someone else is or because you're maybe not where someone else expects you to be. Like, yeah. if you're, what matters, number one, is are you where you mm-hmm. want to be? And if you're not, then determine for yourself that you're going to get there mm-hmm. and you're going to do what you need to do to get there. Don't let that decide, oh, well, I guess I'm just bad at this and quit, you know, mm-hmm. like decide for yourself that, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I mean, again, coming back to the determination, do it. Don't try, but do it. Yeah. And so all that stuff. I felt rambly there for a minute. That's okay, because I'm about to get rambly. Um, I can't speak much to the bad teacher thing, because I'm personally a fantastic mentor. No one's died yet, I don't <laughs> think so. Sure. That was a joke. I've messed up many times. That was a joke. So many people have died. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> They'll never find the bodies. The police. Um, I can definitely speak to the bad student uh, part of this whole situation because i i think that in this episode i definitely identified with ezra a lot um being someone who went through school with learning differences we'll call them that sounds so like the modern phrase i had adhd and i still have adhd um i I mean i get i get (laughs) that it's supposed to be like a positive spin but it sounds so martha stewart i can't take it seriously i know right it's awful. Like, I I just, I, I had a lot of trouble in school. I, I was dealing with ADHD, uh, child depression, which is Oh, yes, child awful. depression. No. Don't let your depression grow up, kids. <laughs> it did. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, we'll talk about that in a different episode. But, like, uh, and then also I have um, a, a disconnect between my ears and my brain that is commonly referred to as an auditory processing disorder. Uh, words get a load before I can process them sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like a, I'm like, I'm running on uh, Internet Explorer. There you go. There you go. That's, that's, that's what that squelching noise is. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> sometimes I shut down and it yeah, just, just randomly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely know what it feels like to feel like a bad student mm-hmm. because it you're in a situation where someone doesn't know how to teach your particular brand of knowledge mm-hmm. and 
that's not their fault. That's also not your fault. True. Yeah. Well, and I mean, whereas in in that instance, there may be intentionality in not Mm -hmm. wanting to teach well, you know, in a case like, in a case like Ezra and Canaan, where you've got two people that, you know, I want to be a good student. I want to be a good teacher. Mm -hmm. Like you got to communicate. Yeah. I know there's this idea that I can't. I can't tell my student that I'm struggling because, but like, that's how you teach mm-hmm. well is through, through those kinds of real yeah. and open experiences and whatnot. Yeah. Cause when you have a teacher get frustrated at you, you're not thinking, oh, they're frustrated because they don't know how to deal with this. You're thinking, they're I'm frustrated a, with me. I'm a bad student. Right. I can't well, do this. Yeah. And Ezra goes through that in terms of like, Kanan's frustrated. It must be me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's that common, uh, that knee-jerk reaction to kind of just turn it on oneself and make it, you know, and sometimes... That's how you develop a complex, kids. Well, sometimes, sadly, that's true. Sometimes, sadly, it is that way. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in this instance, it's not. And in a lot of instances, if if we, you know, provide enough grace, it's really not that way. It is, you know, like you said, it's more of a, I don't necessarily know how to do do this, like, you know. I mean, it's not that, it's not that I can't do math. It's that I've never been taught the way that my brain's going to understand it. Right. And that is well, something yeah. that I'm struggling with well, to but this that's, day. That's, people are different. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that, that's a real concept to a, the fictional concept of, mm-hmm. like, Ezra's connection with the Force is not going to be Kanan's and, and so forth and so on. And arguably, it shouldn't be. Like, you know, it shouldn't be this uniformity of, like, oh, just stick him in a classroom and wave... Yeah. Little baby sabers in front of a little remote droid. Like, yeah, stick them in a classroom with 30 other students. Right. Like, I mean, it gets, you know, the, eventually the individuality gets choked out. No wonder Jedi are so boring. Exactly. But, yeah, like, pe- people are different, I guess, is the big yeah. point. And Not everyone's brain is the same. Right. So I guess if, if you're a teacher or if you're someone being taught, like, you know, just mm-hmm. exercise that patience and that confidence in that you, just be the best you you can be. Mm-hmm. And just be willing to communicate mm-hmm. your struggles. Also, even if you're just not a teacher, like even if you're just someone going through life, you're bound to interact with people in a similar fashion to where yeah. people are different and that can be frustrating sometimes. But don't let your frustration with differences be your frustration with people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it seems like such an inconvenience. You mean I have to be patient with people I don't even know? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, like, unfortunately... We live in a world with like 60 billion people. I don't know what the number's up to now, but like a bunch. You're going to have a hard time trying to get through life and not interact with people. So you might as well learn patience. I mean, even that you can't do completely anymore. True. I mean, try, like, you you have to find some wild spaces to get alone anymore. So it's like. Dude, I'd love to live in a hollowed out tree and be a gremlin. (laughs) Like Luke? That'd be great. (laughs) But then again, like, you're living a half life. You're not living life the way it was meant to be lived. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the hermits out there. I'm living a hobgoblin life. Thank you. <laughs> but it, you know that's not, in my opinion. I I do believe in solidarity. I do believe in having alone time and having time with oneself. But that's not forever. That's not the whole thing. Solitude. Solitude. Sol- Solitude. Solidarity means something else. Solitary is what I meant. I guess. Okay, gotcha. Solidarity like means standing together. <laughs> Solidarity? Yeah, so uh, that's the opposite. That's the opposite. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Welcome so, to Grammar Corner. <laughs> anyway, so like I guess that unexpectedly became like the deep dive into the main yeah. theme. Like that's basically like the mm-hmm. under theme, the moral of of yeah. the episode. And now you know too much about me, so <laughs> no. I have to kill you. It took a year. The bodies. Um, but yeah, like that's the big thing. Like that's the reason they made this episode. Yeah. The rest of it was just to create a scenario that kind of agitates this moral story for these two prominent characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good story at that. So yeah. uh, hopefully you you enjoyed that uh, bit of deep dive into the characters. But, I enjoyed um, it. For the, re- for the actual episode, I mean, we already kind of basically covered mm-hmm. the stuff of the training and everything. So, I mean, that's where we jump in. He's mm-hmm. trying to learn... Um, I had I had a couple points of um, number one. They're basically teaching Ezra on top of the a moving van. Yeah, like this is dad. Isn't that how you learn how to swim? No. <laughs> First of all, there well, there's no water. Um, exactly. But it's like this seems dangerous and unsafe. If you, if you can swim outside of water, you can swim in water. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a. Bike. Oh dang it! You beat me to it. I did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this just seems like no wonder that uh, Kanan doesn't have children. Um, and it's probably Ooh. a good thing he's not there in the end. Oh, yikes. <laughs> like, oh, He would have had Jason on top of the roof and just... Yeah. Uh, where's Jason, honey? About that. We learning. might need to turn around. <laughs> Jason, is, Jason learning. is learning. Learning what? To fly. Exactly. <laughs> you can't fly. He'll be better than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the time my papa threw me in the pool and went to get a hot dog. But you knew how to swim. I learned very quickly how to swim. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about, but we kind of spent a lot of time, so I don't want to spend too much on it. Was no, spend time on it. The, uh, a lot of emphasis, and it could be that Kanan's just out of practice, but they always emphasize he works hard to use the force. Mm-hmm. Um, he also takes apart his lightsaber when he's not using it. Yeah. I mean, it's the idea of if anybody else gets a hold of it, it won't be effective in their hands, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's always been my assumption. Also, when, has, since when has there been a knob on the side that There's always the a knob. There's always been a knob. <laughs> Here, let me show you. Oh, Jesus. Lord, help me. Where's the knob, John? Where is it? I mean... Is uh, that what that's for? Yeah. So there's one that focuses it, so you can actually determine... Um, sort of the density of the saber. So it could be explainable. That's why their sabers are thin in Rebels. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like a canon or a head cannon lore bit. I I like this. I like the well, design of the lightsaber. But it's Rebels. the idea of, I mean, depending on who gets their hands on Like training sabers are the same way. They're given a train, before they get their saber, they're giving a, given a training saber that stays with them mm-hmm. um, until they get their saber. So that could be anywhere from a... Ooh. few months to a year so they could grow and i mean different yeah. species you never know so mm. like like i mean yeah there's always been a focusing emitter what do you think kanan's trial in the gathering was you cannot father this child or this person you um, cannot adopt another thing either confidence or faith mm. so Ooh. but arguably the same thing mm. you know faith in what yeah kind of scenario um, that, that's so, yeah. an interesting question. We should ask it on Twitter. Is like, what do you think what, you're gathering? Ooh, that would be interesting. Be? Mine that would, would have something to do with like uncertainty. Uncertainty, yeah. <laughs> Incredibly so. Um, but yeah, so like he focuses a lot whenever he uses the force. And my main point for that is, 
I mean, when you really think about what it means to interact with the force, you get mm-hmm. why you need that concentration. And I think it's yeah. sort of oversimplified, like in the prequels and in the Clone Wars, where you just got Jedi just doing it willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. But, like, for a lot of our yeah. characters, I mean, you know, for instance, I mean, how could it kill Luke to do what he did in The Last Jedi? I mean, when you think about it, that's an incredible amount of energy flowing through. You know, I mean, my brain, like, the way I saw it, actually, was that in order to have the power and energy mm-hmm. to manifest himself that way, that far, that well, mm-hmm. I almost basically saw it as, you know, him using his actual life force yeah. to create that. So it's almost like for that Luke to be there... The real Luke had to, he was dying as he was doing it. It didn't just yeah. all of a sudden like, oh, uh, I get, <laughs> you know, he didn't, get, he didn't get his mother's condition of just heart going out randomly. Hey. Um, <laughs> I, she was being siphoned. It was apparently. Um, well, so was Luke apparently. Yeah. So, but you know, it's just. Siphoning kills you. In my idea, or in my, in my brain, that's the way I always saw it, is basically yeah. he was creating a ghost before he was a ghost kind of thing. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I don't know. But here's the lesson, kids. Be safe. Siphon responsibly. <laughs> Siphon responsibly. Well, this wasn't a serious conversation Sorry. as I expected it to be, but my yeah, point being yeah. like it's not emphasized enough that it takes something from you. Right. It I mean, when you imagine like you're basically entering into this other world, mm-hmm. you know, this almost I mean, kind of ethereal plane where you all of a sudden see strings attached to everything Mm -hmm. because like yoda talks about everything's connected by the force and it's all life and it's all kind of moving all the time Mm -hmm. like when you think about it that way there's a realm in between the living and the dead where that's happening and you're passing from the physical to the ethereal while staying in the physical yeah but interacting with the ethereal like it's so freaking weird to think about and you know imagining the kind of concentration it takes. Yeah, lifting rocks is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, we joke, but like that's actually come some pretty cool stuff if you yeah. can do, if you can pull that off. So you can lift a whole broom. Good boy. The, I was gonna talk about this, but we're gonna skip pretty much past it. All, albeit, just because again Although, we talked so much. Gotta mention Lothcats. Uh, yes, Lothcats, and also Brent Spiner. Right, 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 right. Brent Spiner. He was in here. He is. Yeah. Do you know who? No, I don't remember. <laughs> um, he was the guy on the radio, the the propaganda guy. Yeah. Because we didn't realize that until later when he actually shows up. Not, yes. You know, not on the radio. Yeah. Because um, we saw he was on the list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Brent Spiner's first show up in... Freaking in out. Rebel. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> the first time we watched this. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, like, basically, they learn that Master Luminara Unduli is somehow alive and being held in prison. Fun fact, this prison actually held another famous lightsaber wielder. Any guesses? Was it Barris? No. Who was it? Darth Maul. <gasps> My boy! Yep. Um, he also broke out. But, uh, yeah, well, no, Luminara didn't break out, but, um... <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. she did it away. Uh, oh, yeah, true. Um, so basically, the <laughs> whole plot centers around, um, 
you know, obviously Kanan wants to rescue Luminara, but he also mm-hmm. sees it as, oh, okay, someone can teach Ezra better than me then, finally. Because mm-hmm. you got to figure, most of his life has been spent as a Jedi Padawan, mm-hmm. but the rest of it for the past, I think, like, eight years, uh, he's kind of been living as a not-Jedi. So yeah. he's kind of out of practice, so it's fair for him to be like, no, we need someone who really mastered um, the force to teach him mm-hmm. and so that's where that whole confidence doubt uh, journey comes in for their characters but the big twist is that Luminara is not there no this was such a fantastic reveal she's actually dead um, yeah. and the Grand Inquisitor is using her to lure other Jedi basically yeah. uh, and he talks about it like they've done this before um, Yeah. what I'm interested in is how they got her body yeah because she was on Kashyyyk mm-hmm. and supposedly it's not canon we don't know but supposedly she would have died on Kashyyyk mm-hmm. I don't know why it makes sense for Imperials to take mm-hmm. Jedi prisoner it does not make sense for clones because Order 66 is about eliminating a threat to the Supreme Commander mm-hmm. Palpatine so it's this idea of like neutralize so if that's the case, if she was killed on Kashyyyk, they would have pretty quickly had to been like, I'm going to save that body. Like, you know, like, you know, like, I'm going to turn it in jerky. But why, like, you know, my brain's just trying to wrap around, like, did they really think that far ahead in terms of let's save a Jedi's dead body Well, as lure? She seems mummified. True. So... But that's why I say, like, what in what scenario would she have been captured? I mean, the petrification, petrification, makes sense if she died in captivity. But again, why the would mummy they have make? Ta- yes, yes, the mummy make. But why would they have taken her captive? Is my my thing. Like the clones yeah. couldn't have done it. So, I it almost maybe there was. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just thinking uh, she may have gotten off of Kashyyyk but got caught later. Probably that's that's the most likely thing. Because, I mean, it just doesn't make sense for... I mean, unless they were just doing this normally, but Luminar is the only one we've ever heard of it happening to. Maybe she tried to go back to the to the temple and, like, ran into Palpatine. I would love... This is what I'd lo- I'd love a comic issue where we see prominent familiar Jedi during Order 66 because I would, I would just like to know mm-hmm. the circumstances. Obviously, eventually, most of them died, but... What I I've, it's one of those things I've always felt that's a story worth telling. Yeah. If you're going to introduce us to these characters and get us invested in these characters, we should see how they end, not just know. Oh, they're dead. Wait. What? You, I uh, just, okay. How? I just want to see Shakti be cool. I just want to <laughs> one well, more time. Right. Yeah. Like. Well, she didn't even do that in the Clone Wars, exactly. to be honest. Exactly. Um. Two thousand three. So, but then we get a good introduction to the Grand Inquisitor, mm-hmm. and um. It's Jason Isaacs. It is Jason Isaacs. It's it's Lucius Malfoy. Malfoy. Um, what's interesting is he's a smart cookie. He's a very smart cookie. Because um, he's fighting uh, Kanan and he has a line of, oh, your master must have been Depa Balaba. And it's like, what? How'd you do that, baby? And, you know, base, I mean, that's kind of the first official, like, big mention of that, like, you know, just really taking on the topic of his Jedi past and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting. 
Um, I'm I inquisitors always start on the other side. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm gonna say. So. <laughs> so he has reason to know this information because he knows the forms that he uh, that Kanan. He's not someone that was just trained to use a lightsaber. He is a force wielder, uh, and so he gets a really cool like slasher villain introduction. It with is the, very cool. You know, slow pacing down the hallway. I love all. that. He's very self confident. He's, he's very like. I mean, he's not worried about capturing them. Uh, although yeah. technically he should have been because he didn't capture them. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, you know, the way he talks, the way he acts, mm-hmm. like, he, he's not threatened by Kanan or Ezra. I mm-hmm. mean, he, he he's familiar with this sort of scenario. Yeah. Um, um, I will say, I like, I don't... I don't like his lightsaber. You don't like his lightsaber? You don't like the Inquisitor's lightsaber? No, because you're not putting in half the work that Maul did. (laughs) Do your arms get tired spinning your lightsaber constantly? Buy the new battery-powered spinny flippy saber. (laughs) Uh, Just wait. It gets more ridiculous. I promise you. I've seen something. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The helicopter? His little helicopter Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. The helicopter saber. Jeez Louise. Um, I like the design of the saber aside. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily mind the spinny spinny. No. Um, it, I love okay, so spin. in, in comics, there's another character introduced that is clearly based off of Grievous and was meant as a challenge to Darth Vader. Um, he's created by Dr. Silo, who we mentioned yes. in one of our main episodes mm-hmm. as being this sort of evil science doctor guy that was very close with Palpatine. Yeah. So here's the thing. So it's this idea of, I think there's this obsession with like, yeah. it'd be cool if he had like multiple arms and he could spin yeah. the shape. Like, you know, it's like, how many times are they going to reference Grievous? Like, But the thing is, he's a Mon Calamari. <laughs> oh yeah. He's a fish so, head on a Grievous body. Basically. Exactly. He looks so dumb. Yeah. But um, in a fantastic character design way. But just because he's a Mon Calamari. Yeah, so it's just interesting that these elements of Grievous keep coming back because uh-huh. all I think when I see the spinny saber is Grievous, of obviously. Um, but other than that, it's a cool double ba- double bladed saber. Which again, it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, that was a mall thing. Like, is Palpatine secretly just like using these elements? Like, Palpatine has two moves: <laughs> recycle, Sp- exactly. Well, yeah, spin. But spinny, I, spinny, I just, and jump. I just think it's funny that elements of his past students keep coming back yeah. in a way and it's it's just funny to me you know palpatine taught maul to scream to throw off his enemies i just see him i just see him Kenobi. like over um vader's shoulders just like oh yeah okay do a spin you, you you sure you don't want a double bladed lightsaber <laughs> yeah like you know <laughs> what, spin it. it'd be cooler if it could spin, spin you, it. you should try spinning that's a good trick i hear <laughs> <laughs> So, Spinning is a good trick. It is a good trick. Um, but basically, I mean, there's a little bit of a chase, but at the end of the day, our heroes escape. Yeah. Um, and we already kind of mentioned that. The, yeah. the end talking is, about an episode. I forgot about yeah. that. The end is mostly just Kanan and Ezra having their moment. They should have had yeah. sooner in terms of, like, I don't want the best Jedi. I just, I, I want to learn from you because you're mm-hmm. you. And that's a big thing with, like, mentorship to take into account. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're spending time and if they're trying to chase after you to learn from you it's got more to do with you than you teaching them if that makes sense um 
and and that's kind of what Ezra communicates is it's like it's it's more about who you are rather than what you know mm-hmm. um and so they kind of have that moment out but uh, our our Grand Inquisitor is fully uh, introduced now, and so yeah. he's going to be a reoccurring face for a little while. But this is kind of the most high energy it gets for a little while. Like, yeah. um, next week we're talking about another two episodes because it's two filler episodes, arguably. It's more, hey, let's go on an adventure and learn together. Let's go on an um, adventure! And so we're going to knock out two episodes um, and then we have another yeah. um, episode where we talk about two episodes, um, but it's Empire Day, and it deals with, again, yeah. it's like this off and on. It's like this rhythm of heavy stuff, fun stuff. Heavy stuff, fun stuff. Parents it's like, dead, parents alive. Right, it's like that until season two, and then it just goes off the rails, yeah. basically. So Can't wait. Um, but this was a really good episode. I, you know, I love this episode, mm-hmm. and... It still blows me away that just so early on we're getting into these kinds of storytelling elements. And it, it really, ha- knowing the end of Rebels, it's also not surprising. Yeah. Because it's one of those things where it's like, this show gets very real um, and it gets very deep in a way that Clone Wars couldn't necessarily because it was so centered on action, mm-hmm. whereas this one is so centered on characters. You know, like, obviously Clone Wars had its characters and whatnot, but... We knew where those characters were. We know where Obi-Wan ends up. We know where Anakin ends up. Mm-hmm. You know, we know so many of them. Whereas these are new characters. These are new stakes. And their story is yeah. what's driving Rebels, not the Galactic Civil War. Yeah. And I'll say, I've said this on multiple episodes before, I'm getting increasingly concerned about the Where's Ezra hashtag and the Ahsoka Lives hashtag. He's over there. She's alive. Sometimes you just need to be reminded she's alive. Hashtag John lives. Maybe. <laughs> yes, John lives. <laughs> um, so, but that's our episode, guys. Let us know what you thought of this one. Um, it is a fun one. Um, keep in mind spoilers. Um, although yes. we are, I mean, basically, we're, see, we're, we're good see, with season one. Mm-hmm. Um, season one's fine. But if it's anything past season one, assume we have not and don't know. And um, yeah, just yeah. just mark your spoilers. Be Be kind. Rewind. <laughs> you can tell who were the blockbuster kids. <laughs> yeah. We aged ourselves in Target this afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because, like, we were walking through the through Target, and we came across the toy aisle, and there's this big section that's full of quote-unquote retro toys. And I picked a couple of them up, and I was like, I played with this mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Toys don't change much over the years. They don't. They, they really, really don't. don't. I mean, I grew up with Star Wars toys. Some kid now is growing up with Star Wars toys. Yeah. I mean, some things you just can't get rid of. Yeah, they but, just won't die. But but when did Care Bears and My Little Pony become retro? That is retro. Those your parents were playing with those. My parents were not playing with those. They're old they're old enough to have been though. Yeah. Care Bears is old, dog. It's like <laughs> it's like the eighties. How old do you think my parents are? <laughs> old enough to have had Care Bears. Okay. I mean, um, my mom grew up with Cabbage Patch, and that was when they were really creepy. Oh, they're still creepy. They're still creepy, but it used to be worse. Anyway, guys, let us know your thoughts on this episode. Let um, us know about Teddy Ruxman. Yeah. What's he doing? We'll be back um, next week. So far, things are lining up that we will be ahead of schedule, so next mm-hmm. week's shows should happen as planned, and uh, we have our main show Wednesday. And like I said, uh, talking about a couple more fillers over on Rebels Rewatch next week. And a couple of other things, um, but mm-hmm. you know, just keep an eye on it. Um, 
good reason to be connected to our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, so you can kind of see when all of that stuff's happening, because when extra stuff happens, when different videos pop up, or when streams happen, we post all of that to our social media, so if you want to stay up to date, date on it, then follow us there, uh, interact with us there, but also make sure you kind of turn on notifications if you're really into what we do. Um, and also, uh, you can head over to our Patreon page and support us because uh, there's a few crazy awesome people out there who support our making of this madness. Uh, and you can join the folds and get all kinds of cool bonuses and whatnot, like the yeah. Patreon exclusive after show and other content yeah. as well. So You are actively participating in paying our bills. Right. And we appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. So, uh, But with that, guys, uh, we'll leave you to it. And stay scruffy and may the force be with you.